1: Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts dot com slash plus, and make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts dot com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
0: Forever Dog.
1: Welcome to Public Domain Theater. With Kelly Nugent and Lindsay K reading "Hop Frog" by Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Welcome to Public Domain Theater, uh, the podcast of highbrow readings with lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and we are reading another Poe story today. Just me and Kelly hanging in this dude. Two ladies hanging in the stew. <laughs> Two ladies talking about Poe. We're talking about hop frogs. My favorite kind of frog, the best of all the
1: frogs. Hop frog. Hop frogs. I bet you there's like someone out there that like knows that like hop frog is like a euphemism for something, and they're like, "You idiot! Don't you know hop a frogs fr- a dick? A hop frog's a di- like a dick when it's like a half chub." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nasty.
1: Like when you get a half chub, like when you're watching uh, *Cruel Intentions* with your
0: parents. (laughs) Uh, Everybody knows, dudes. Everybody knows, like, so turned on by (laughs) Ryan Phillippe, like transforming as a human and like turning away from his life of craven hedonism. What a fucking turn on. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, 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 when he uh, stops yeah. being a bad boy to uh, be a good boy for Reese. I fucking love good boys. I love good boys.
0: Um, <sighs> You got me talking about good boys, baby. <laughs> not proud boys, distinction. No. Excuse. I'm Excuse. sorry. No, Excuse. good boys, not proud. Good boys, not proud. I prefer that they're very embarrassed. <laughs> I want deep shame. <laughs> deep shame, good boys. Shamed. By their boyhood, (laughs) I have been trying to like find a way to make this joke on Twitter. So I'm just gonna give up and I'm gonna talk everybody through it right now. Maybe we can maybe we can get closer to it. Okay, we don't even have to because it'll get the joke across as much as I need it to. Okay, all right. So you know how where Proud Boys take their name from? Actually, no. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. this is going to be a delight to tell what you What do that. they take it from? Here's where they take their name from. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Here where they take, take the their name, name from. from. Mary! <laughs> That's my Paul Hollywood impression. <laughs> Mary! <laughs> um. So they take the name of their little club yeah. from a line in Disney's Aladdin Broadway show. Okay. And it's something like Mama, aren't you proud of your boy? Wait. Mm-hmm. From the Aladdin Broadway show? Yes. Not from
1: the movie. So it's an original song for, for the
0: Broadway show. What a niche audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you know that 96% of Broadway audiences are filled with alt-right people? <laughs> <laughs> the alt-right loves <laughs> Disney Broadway. Disney Broadway specifically. Love, specifically. Beauty and the Beast.
0: Uh um aladdin brief appearance of little mermaid oh yeah Mm -hmm. did not last long lion Uh, king newsies 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 Hmm. all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna double check
1: the proud boy thing Uh, yeah
0: i'm gonna make sure what the lyric is i mean i definitely know that that's what it's from but yeah named after the song proud of your boy (laughs) seriously and the yeah Proud of Your Boy is a song written by Howard Ashman and composed by Alan Menken. Which how dare you take yeah Ashman and Menken take and down. turn it into the name of your white supremacist group? Uh, the er- cut. Oh, okay. It was cut from the movie only to be brought back for the adaptation, stage mm. mu- musical adaptation. Um, yeah, yeah. He seeks a better life to make his parents proud. He sings Proud of Your Boy, and that is... uh,
1: Was it cut because his parents are like a non-thing in the story, in the
0: movie? Probably just for length, and that was the least memorable one, is my guess. Yeah. So so here's the joke I've been trying to make on Twitter, is that my female counterpart to the Proud Boys is just called those three girls who are in love with Gaston. <laughs> I, I thought think that was you it just did it. I yeah, that's do- what I'm saying. I think you could have just but, tweeted that. No, because I'd have to you walk have to, everybody through what it is a joke based on. You know what? You so should make it. So this is the only way. No, it would be so funny if you made it like a
1: 47 tweet exactly. long thread. <laughs> okay.
0: So you here's my joke like, thread. D-
1: did like the whole thing like just like a history, like a history of the proud uh-huh. boy thing uh-huh. all the way all the way all the way all the way
0: and then the very last one is just that <laughs> that. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. You know what? There is a one off um Ellen Mencken song. I wonder if I talked about this already. And it was written only for a ride at Disney, Tokyo Sea. It's the Sindbad ride. You have not talked about this. That ride is so good. Really? It is not based on a Disney movie. It's a dark ride, which means it's just like you're in a little cart or boat. In this case it's a boat, and you kind of ride through the story. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of like Small World, mm. Snow White, Scary Adventure, mm. Mr. Toad, all of those. That's a dark ride. And it is based on the story of Sinbad, which is not a Disney property so otherwise. So it's just based off it's of just like the lore? Off, yeah, just based off the Sinbad stories. And originally it was just the sort of like bummer of a story of Sinbad. It didn't do well. Yeah, And so... They had Alan Menken write a song for it. And then instead of Sinbad being this, like, just kind of opportunistic traveler looking for treasure and shit, mm-hmm. now he's this, like, super plucky, happy guy with a tiny tiger cub as a friend. Cute. <laughs> Cute. And he goes around. That. So instead of his crew going crazy with greed while an ogre watches them, mm-hmm. in this story, like... He fights off bandits that are tra- that are super greedy and stealing treasure and bird eggs and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just like really plucky. And Mike and I, when we went to Tokyo recently, we were like, "Oh my god, we love Sindbad!" And the song for it is so fucking good, and it's called "Compass of Your Heart."
1: I'll look like it up. Listen to that too. Yeah, but guys, it's, it's so good.
0: There. Yeah, sounds it, he
1: kind of sounds similar. Is he, like, charismatic, like, um, that hot Robin Hood fox? Yes. That fox is He's hot. He's, like... I know that I was talking shit about furries off... Okay, I was talking shit about <laughs> furries. You're yucking people's yums. I know. I'm yucking some yums Which right now. Which is, like, something you never do. I know. I was talking about it with um, Engineer Alec, um, because our artwork for um, for the Pugmire show uh, oh, is, like, right. we're dogs, uh-huh. and, like, it's been, like, a lot of furries are, like... I like that. Yes, I'm into it. Yeah. Right. Which like if I were a furry, I would be into it. It's nice art. Sure. Um dogs. Yeah. But uh I forgot why I mentioned furries. Um uh, Oh, because that fox is hot. Yeah. He's hot. He's Mm -hmm. hot like um Simba. Simba's hot. Simba's a little hot. He's kinda like like the brief flash of mullet teen Simba. Uh-huh. And is is like, that's tight. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do something with that.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have? I have a top three Disney guys crushes, crushes list. Uh, mm. Number three is the Fox from Robin Hood. He's hot. He's hot. Uh, number two is Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty. He's handsome and, and he's nice. Yeah, he's gallant. Number one is fuck. I can never remember his name because I just haven't watched Mulan as much. But the love interest in on. Shang. Shang. He's hot fucking as shit. Hot. He's, he's my number so one. He's fucking He's hot. for sure my number one. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. He's yeah. my number one he, for sure. I, hot as hot, like, hot. most attracted to an animated character Absolutely. in that instance. Here's the thing. My number
1: one hot, hot. He's not. <laughs> number one hot, hot. Number one hot, hot, mm-hmm. hottie uh-huh. is not Disney. He's. Oh, OK. Um, from Anastasia, Dimitri. Oh. Uh, We're mm-hmm. going to nod over there. We're going to nod. He's, oh, Alex into it? Yeah. yeah Alex yeah. into it because Alex, here's the Alec thing is nodding hard he's charming he's but here's the weird part about that film is mm-hmm. that like sometimes all the characters look really bad but sometimes they all look really fly
0: yeah is it dreamworks is wb dreamworks oh isn't it wb Alex. 21st century mm okay Interesting. Yeah. It's I'm like the part when they're on, on the boat yeah, and yeah, she yeah. comes out. I'm like, ugh. The animation is not consistent. The no. animation isn't that consistent in Little Mermaid either. No. Because mm. sometimes she looks much older and sometimes she looks like a little yeah. baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate Prince Eric. I used to like him when I was a little girl, but I don't like him anymore. I don't hate him. I just think he's boring. Um, For sure. Shang. I think it's Lee Shang. Hottest. Hottest. Hot, hot, hot. He's number one. Um, hmm. You know who I think is pretty hot? Who the um the guy from uh uh long hair Rapunzel, Tangled. The guy from Tangled. I, th- I thought he was. Oh. I thought he's kind of charming. I like those <laughs> kind of like rakish, charming guys. Yeah, I like you those like, like rake. funny guys.
0: You like a rake who gets turned. You know who I hate? Who Beast post transformation. You know what I used to, and now I appreciate him from a pre-Raphaelite art standpoint. What does that mean? It means uh like it's like an artist's era, mm-hmm. like paintings and shit, mm-hmm. and uh it's referred to as pre raphaelite mm. I'm not sure why uh, I forget mm. and, and but that kind of profile, that kind of facial mm. structure hit the mic is mm. is exactly that era, oh interesting, and I Maybe more so used to, maybe a little less so after jaw surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a very pre raphaelite mm. profile, and I hated it
1: until you saw him.
0: Um, no, but until I realized that I hated it, like because I hated myself. Oh, then I I was like, no, there's a handsomeness there.
1: I so here's why I hated it. Sure, because in my mind, mm-hmm. um. When he was the beast, uh, he could be anyone, you Mm -hmm. know, like he could look like anything. Oh. And he looked too much like a man. Like he looked so old, like to me mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, like because I was, you know, a a little girl. So I was just like, oh, he's like, he's like a dad. Well,
0: I think it's also like for me, it was actually the way he looked. And that was a self-hating thing, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um but I think it's probably just that we grew to love Beast so much that it's like, well, who the fuck is this guy all of a sudden? I know. He just seems like he's somebody else entirely.
1: Yeah. 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 He just seemed very different. And like, here's the thing. Yes. Beauty and the Beast t- has its
0: <laughs> issues with Stockholm Syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't care to think about them.
1: Yeah. I just I mean, want to
0: enjoy Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually haven't watched it recently. I only have seen Omar, friend of the show, made me watch the um, live action song of Beast being like, and I know she'll never leave me. Yeah, I don't like that song. It's very bad yeah he's like bad song he's like popping out from behind columns and like just he's so busy he's running all around in his castle
0: he's very busy he's like a richie tinkerously character he
1: is he has to like run into one room and like touch the touch the columns and like sing from like a window and then he has to run into another he's like making the rounds um and also it's like a little tricky because it's like you know he's all cgi and the sing- The voice is so, like, like emotional, but, like, the face is not... It's nothing. Is nothing. It's like a robot. <laughs> so it's kind of, like, uh, it's just very disconcerting, <laughs> and I did not enjoy it at all.
0: And I was like, I don't need to see this movie, I don't think. Huh. Um, yeah. Oh, the movie, not the... I was thinking Broadway show for some no. reason because we are talking about it. No, I fucking actively dislike the movie. Mm, yeah. Not good. It's not a good movie. It looked pretty bad. Yeah. Like, just from just, that... Even just the character design. I was like, well, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This ain't yeah. no... um, Fuck, who's that guy? Damn. He was in the TV version of Beauty and the Beast. He's like... Oh, oh. Uh, um, per- um. Ron Perlman.
0: Yes. 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 This ain't no Ron Perlman as the Beast. No. This is like... <laughs> Get out of here, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, should we read Linda this book Hamilton. Should we read we're this story?
0: talking about Poe Get po, out, Poe
1: <laughs> get out Linda Hamilton we're talking about Poe po. um okay so Brett is being cheeky this week uh and he's like we've already covered Poe's biography so here are three haunting facts about Edgar or 13 I'm sorry Edgar Allan Poe's death are you ready to be haunted scared and haunted yes alright let's see <laughs> Okay, the first fact is not haunting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brett's a liar. What a shock. When he died, Poe was on his way to Philadelphia for an editing job. (laughs) Are these
0: walls
1: actually stretching? (laughs) Drag your bodies away from listening to Mr. Poe's haunting facts. Um, a week before his death, his doctor advised him not to travel. Why? Oh, because he looked ill. Also, not haunting. Not that haunting. To be
0: expected from a doctor. Okay, check this out. Yes. When
1: he left his doctor's office, mm-hmm. he took the doctor's sword cane. Sword cane. And accidentally left his own. What's a sword
0: cane? I assume just like like Victorian a cane that you can like stick. pull a sword out. I bet. Isn't that just a Sword? No, that's a okay. sword cane. I'm sorry, probably because of the the, sh- oh, the scabbard probably has like a sword cane, like a
1: flat bottom that you can put I on the ground. Because then you'd scribble, scrabble all over the place with a pointy scabbard. Okay, <laughs> you get this. Don't scribble, scrabble. Are you ready to be even more scared, Lindsay? Yes. Poe could not remember the location of his luggage.
0: Ooh. Ooh. What the? What is, this what is this list? <laughs> Is this a is this a story, not a list? This is coming to us from one of our sponsors, biography.com. <laughs> Please stop advertising on the show. <laughs> we don't want to have to keep reading these. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, four days before his death. Uh-huh.
1: These are not haunting. Right? Four days before his death, Poe was found at a polling place on a voting day. This is your
0: reminder to vote in uh, the November election. Correct? Yes. Yes. I have a doctor's appointment that morning.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna fill out my because I usually get the by mail thing and then I drop it off day of.
0: I usually do that too. I haven't got mine yet. Mm. I just got mine like two days ago. My registration.
1: It's in the mail still. Mike mm, got his. I think something's wrong, Luffy. Poe's cat could not live without him. This is sad. Oh. Hold up. Here's something, but it's drama. His enemy wrote his obituary. Nice.
0: Who's his enemy? Rufus Wilmot, Grils- Grils- Rufus-, Rufus? Rufus Wilmot Griswold. Oh my God. What a good name. Oh. <gasps> What? He wrote a lengthy obituary
1: that was so libelous he signed it with a pseudonym. It portrayed Poe as a mad, drunken, womanizing opium addict who based his darkest tales on personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) He expanded the account into a brief memoir of the author, and Griswold's distorted picture of Poe influenced popular opinion of the author for over a century.
0: Uh... (laughs) Holy shit. Truly, truly... uh... That's how you get your revenge. Mm-hmm. Dish best served dead. Nice. Thanks. Uh, his That's attending to be in our uh, line of teen creeps books. Dish revenge be... is a dish, dish best, best served dead. dead. And then R.L. Stein's going to call you
1: and be like, can I put that on a
0: book? And I'm going
1: to be like, no. And he'll be like, I'll pay you no, $3 million. You.
0: And I'll be like, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. You. His attending physician dismissed reports that Poe had been drinking heavily before his death. Um, okay. His friend spread rumors that he had been drunk. What? Pose him as a collector's item. Yeah. But that, that's pretty creepy. This is sad. Only Aww. 7 people came to his funeral. Oh. His body was moved decades after his death. Oh, cuz he was buried in an unmarked grave. And then later, Why? 11 years later, a cousin paid for the monument. But then a stone was destroyed by a crane that crashed I'm sorry. The stone was destroyed by a train that crashed into the stone carver's a shop. A
0: train? This is crazy. <laughs> what? crazy so train tw- I was fine with. A train. A train.
1: 26 years later, uh, a- after his death, teachers and students raised the money for a proper monument, which was placed in a place of honor next to the cemetery gate.
0: How did a train, like, was it like the coyote and roadrunner?
1: Yeah. Someone painted Yeah. Like, the, painted a-
0: yeah, like the, the coyote tried to get the roadrunner to run down. The track, but he didn't, but a train came by. The train came. And hit Poe's headstone and the coyote. Yeah. Is that what
1: happened? That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and then, even funnier, so his coffin is being moved by the Three Stooges, <laughs> and they drop his coffin. The Three Stooges aren't doing this, but they do drop his coffin. <laughs> it busts open. What the fuck? Breaks open, and his remains like fall out.
0: Okay, it's crazy. Poe clearly pissed off the fates in some way. Maybe it was by writing very boring stories. Probably. But for some reason, having a good reputation. We'll see if this
1: is uh, boring. It's short, which I'm happy about. Uh,
0: His wife is buried next to him nearly 40 years after her her death? What? I guess that's how long it took to sort out his grave? Probably. Mm Mm-hmm. One of Poe's eccentric biographers. Okay,
1: so here's the thing. Yes. So, what is the thing? Developers built over her cemetery and they were like, we're going to just move these bodies. We don't know where we're going to put them. So, one of Poe's biographers was like, give me her bones. He puts them <laughs> in a box under his bed for years. Give me her bones? Yeah. And he's, and they were like, them. sure. They're like, you know what? We're not going to ask any questions. <laughs> you do with these bones as you will. Poe's death did not stop him from writing. In the 1860s, the medium Lizzie Doughton published some poetry she claimed had been dictated to her by Poe's ghost.
0: Okay. Whatever, girl. His fiance,
1: Sarah Helen Whitman, after his first wife's death, but before his engagement to Elmira Shelton, hired a medium to move in with her because she thought Poe's spirit was trying to communicate with her, too. And those are the facts. Are you ready to do the story? All right, let's do it. Hot Frog by Edgar Allan Poe. I never knew anyone so keenly alive to a joke as the king was. <laughs> he seemed to live only for joking. Oh, goober. To tell a good story of the joke kind and to tell it well. <laughs> I, love, I love stories of the joke kind. <laughs> was the surest also road. Also known as funny. Funny. To his favor. Thus it happened that his seven ministers were all noted for their accomplishments as jokers. They all took after the king too, in being large, corpulent, oily men, as Ooh. well as inimitable jokers. God. Whether people
0: grow fat by joking? They were an improv group. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're right. Hop Frog, and we need a one-word suggestion to get started. Uh, not food, please. <laughs> or I, whether there's
1: dildo. Thank you, dildo. <laughs> or whether there is something in fat. Wh- what? Whether people grow fat by joking or whether there is something in fat itself which predisposes to a joke, I've never Rude. been quite able to determine. But certain it is that a lean joker is a rara avis in Terrace. <laughs> cool. You're fucking funny, Only fat dude. people are funny. This guy must be skinny then. About the refinements, or as he called them, the ghost of wit, the king troubled himself very little. He had a special admiration for breadth in a jest and would often put up with length for the sake of it. Over niceties wearied him. He would have preferred Rebel- Rabelais' Gargantua to the Zadig of Voltaire. And upon You're the whole, it. practical jokes suited his taste far better than verbal ones. This is a oh, nightmare support. Yes. It's like no, practical thank jokes. You. Like, mm, why don't you drink your water? <laughs> it's milk. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked you. What a prank! What a prank! Good one, Your <laughs> Majesty. Mm.
0: Cool. So, do you want to? Sit on me, being deflowered by my new husband. Or... I'm gonna sit on you. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not a joke. <laughs>
1: but the question is, will my bottom
0: fit? What? <laughs> that's a question for you, Kelly. <laughs>
1: you said sit on
0: me. Oh, sitting deflowered sit in on. Oh. Yeah, okay, well. You know, <laughs> come back here <laughs> next
1: week and we'll try okay. this again. All right. At the date of my narrative, professing jesters had not altogether got out of fashion at court. Several of the great continental powers still retain their fools, who wore motley with capes and, I'm sorry, with caps and bells, and who were expected to be always ready with sharp witticisms at a moment's notice in consideration of the crumbs that fell from the royal table. <laughs> <laughs> Our king, as a matter of course, retained his fool The fact is, he required something in the way of folly If only to counterbalance the heavy wisdom of the seven wise men who were his ministers
0: I thought the seven ministers were also hilarious I thought so too So,
1: whatever Not to <clears> mention <throat> himself His fool, or professional jester, was not only a fool, however His value was trebled in the eyes of the king Ugh. God, you know, ancient times are not great. By the fact of his of his being also a dwarf and a cripple. Mm. Hate this. Dwarves were as common at court in those days as fools. And many monarchs would have found it difficult to get through their days. Days are rather longer at court than elsewhere. Without both a jester <laughs> to laugh with and a dwarf to laugh at. Yeah, this guy's a piece <laughs> of shit
0: but so funny <laughs> this is so funny so funny po really good but as i have already observed your jesters in
1: 99 cases out of 100 are fat round and unwieldy so that it was no small source of self-gratulation that our king that in hop this was the fool's name he possessed a triplicate treasure in one person i believe the name Hopfrog was not that given to the dwarf by his sponsors at baptism but it was conferred <laughs> upon him By general consent of the several ministers. You think? On account of its inability to walk, as other men do. They're <laughs> so, so
0: mean. Oh, I think my favorite kind of humor is done at the expense of others. Absolutely. So fun. It's, like, so funny when, like, you have all the
1: power, and then, like, another person it, has, like, way less power than you, and yeah. then you just
0: keep belittling them. That's yeah. so funny. And also, like, the world is set up utterly in your favor. Yes. And not in their favor. And you never the, experience. The mere fact of that yes. is. Hilarious. it's so funny. It's and like so no funny. repercussions for you. That's so funny. That's the most hilarious. That's my best kind of story th- that is jokes.
1: In fact, Hopfrog could only get along by a sort of interjectional gait, something between a leap and a wriggle, a movement that afforded Im- illimitable amusement, and, of course, consolation to the king for notwithstanding the protuberance of his stomach and constitutional swelling of the head, the king, by his own court, was accounted a capital figure. But although Hopfrog, through the distortion of his legs, could move only with great pain and difficulty along a road or floor, the prodigious muscular power which nature seemed to have bestowed upon his arms by way of compensation for deficiency in the lower limbs enabled him to perform many feats of wonderful dexterity. That's not nature, that's just use. That's use. At such exercises he w- Oh, I'm sorry, where trees or ropes were in question or anything else to climb. No, I hate this! At such exercises, he certainly more resembled a squirrel or a small monkey
0: or than a frog. I fucking hate Poe. I hate him. I do think, I hate here's him. the thing. I
1: do think that this king is going to get his comeuppance. We shall see. We shall see. Unless it's just like, and then he laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> And everybody pointed and laughed and laughed and pointed. I am not able to say with precision from what country Hopfrog originally came. It was from some barbarous region, however, that no person had ever heard of. Uh, A vast distance from the court of our king. Hopfrog and a young girl, very little less dwarfish than himself, although of exquisite proportions and a marvelous dancer. Yeah. Get nasty. A young girl.
0: So okay, so here's my story. Mm-hmm. My name's Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this new story. In it, I uh, claim that all fat people are funny. Yeah, I imply that just being a dwarf is hilarious, mm-hmm. and I admire the uh, voluptuous figure of a young girl. Uh, I think
1: you've got a an instant classic. Awesome, Penguin, Penguin Classics. Thanks. Um. She had been forcibly carried off from their, res- or they had been forcibly carried off from their respective homes in adjoining provinces and sent as presents to the king ah. by one of his ever victorious generals. Ah. Under these circumstances, it is not to be wondered at that a close intimacy arose between the two little captives. Indeed, they soon became sworn friends. Hopfrog, who, although he made a great deal of sport, was by no means popular, had it not in his power to render Tripita many services. I guess her name is Tripita, Tripeta? tripeta? But she on account of her grace and exquisite beauty Although a
0: dwarf I Oh, she's also a dwarf She's a dwarf Okay <sighs> Interesting the... Okay, okay So three listeners suggested this They are our Brett stand-ins for the episode And, uh, fuck you <laughs> I am really hoping that this guy get this king
1: I don't know Alright, ready? Uh-huh Uh <laughs> But she, on account of her grace and exquisite beauty, although a dwarf was universally admired and petted, so she possessed petted. much influence and never failed to use it whenever she could for the oh, benefit you of get Hopfrog. it. you get it. Mm-hmm. On some grand state occasion, I forgot what, the king determined to have a masquerade. And whenever a masquerade or anything of that kind occurred at our court, then the talents, both of Hopfrog and Trippetta, were sure to be called into play. Sure. Hopfrog in especial was so inventive in the way of getting up pageants, suggesting novel characters, and arranging costumes for masked balls that nothing could be done, it seems, without his assistance. The night appointed for the fete had arrived. A gorgeous hall had been fitted up under Trapetta's eye with every kind of device which could possibly give eclat mm-hmm. to a masquerade. The whole court was in a fever of expectations. As for costumes and characters, it might well be supposed that everybody had come to a decision on such points. Many had made up their minds as to what roles they should assume, a week or even a month in advance. And in fact, there is not a particle of indecision anywhere, except in the case of the king and his seven ministers. Why they hesitated, I could never tell, unless they did it by
0: way of a joke. <laughs> oh,
1: my favorite of jokes. I
0: love jokes that are not doing things
1: i love like when you forget to do something and like that's a joke You <laughs> <laughs> told it more probably they found it difficult on account of being so fat to make up their Jesus mind fucking christ this is horrible <laughs> at all events time flew and as a last resort they sent for trepetta and hop frog when the two little friends obeyed the summons of the king. They found him sitting at his wine with the seven members of his cabinet council. But the monarch appeared to be in very ill humor. He knew that Hopfrog was not fond of wine, for it excited the poor cripple almost to madness. What? And madness is no comfortable feeling. Sure. But the king loved his practical jokes. No and took pleasure in forcing Hop Frog to drink and that's as not it was not practical a practical joke. joke. Forcing somebody to drink Something they don't want to drink is not a joke. That is abuse. <laughs> Fuck that. And as the king called it, to be merry. Come here, Hopfrog, said he, as the jester and his friend entered the room. Swallow this bumper to the health of your absent <laughs> friends. Here, Hopfrog sighed. And then let us have the, in- the benefit of your invention. Oh, okay, God, He's
0: like half Edwin.
1: We want characters. "'Characters, man! Something novel out of the way! We are wearied with this everlasting sameness! Come, drink! (laughs) The wine will brighten your wits!' (laughs) Hopfrog endeavored, as usual, to get up a jest in reply to these advances from the king, but the effort was too much. It happened to be the poor dwarf's birthday!' Aww, Aww. how fries! And the command to drink to his absent friends forced the tears to his eyes. No. Many large bitter drops fell into the goblet as he took it humbly from the hand of the tyrant. Okay, so he knows the king is a shithead. Yeah, the storyteller does.
0: (laughs) Bah (laughs) ha ha!
1: Roared the latter as the dwarf reluctantly drained the beaker. See what a glass of good wine can do?
0: Why your eyes
1: are shining already.
0: Oh my god.
1: Poor fellow. He's gonna gobble him up. Ew, yeah. (laughs) His large eyes gleamed rather than shone, for the effect of wine on his excitable brain was not more powerful than instantaneous. He placed the goblet nervously on the table and looked around upon the company with a half-insane stare. They all seemed highly amused at the success of the king's joke. And joke is in quotes. Oh, good. You're forgiven, Poe. And now to business, said the prime minister, a very fat man.
0: We we get it. We already said that
1: they're fat. We know. "'Yes,' said the king. "'Come, lendeth your attendant. <laughs> <laughs> "'Characters, my fine fellow. "'We stand in need of characters.
0: "'All of us. Ha! Ha! Ha!' "'Okay, I get it. "'By characters, they mean costumes.' Mm. "'And this was seriously okay. meant as a joke.
1: "'Oh.' "'His laugh was chorused by the seven. Hopfrog also laughed, "'although feebly and somewhat vacantly. "'Come, come,' said the king impatiently. "'Have you nothing to suggest? <laughs> "'I've gotten you
0: drunk.' <laughs> Why can't your brain work the same? (laughs) Quick thinking is a part of alcohol consumption.
1: (laughs) I am endeavoring to think of something novel, replied the dwarf, abstractedly, for he was quite bewildered by the wine. Endeavoring, (laughs) said the tyrant fiercely. What do you mean by that? Ah, I perceive you are sulky and want more wine. Here. No,
0: you little bitch. Drink this. No. And he poured out another goblet full. No. And offered it to the cripple. Being red wine hungover is it's the awful. worst. It Headache. is so oh, terrible. you you got oh cotton in your brain. Your vomit is red, red, oh, red. Oh, red, red,
1: red. Who merely gazed at it, gasping for breath. Drink, I say, shouted the monster. Or by the fiends. The dwarf hesitated. The king grew purple with rage. The courtiers smirked. Trippetta, pale as a corpse, advanced to the monarch's seat and falling on her knees before him, implored him to spare her friend. The tyrant regarded her for some moments in evident wonder at her audacity. He seemed quite a loss at what to do or say, how most becomingly to express his indignation. At last, without uttering a syllable, he pushed her violently from him and threw the contents of the brimming goblet in her face. No! The poor girl got up the best she could and not even daring to sigh, resumed her position at the foot of the table. Ugh. There was a dead silence for about half a minute during which the falling of a leaf or and of a feather might have been heard. Someone
0: was like, hilarious practical joke! <laughs> oh, sir! <laughs> oh, sir! Clap! Huzzah! <laughs> Pushing <laughs> is the
1: hilariousness! It was interrupted by a low but harsh and protracted grating sound, which seemed to come at once from every corner of the room. What? What? What are you making that noise for? <laughs> Demanded the king, turning furiously to the dwarf. The latter seemed to have recovered in great measure from his intoxication, and looking fixedly, but quietly into the tyrant's face, merely ejaculated. I? I? How could it have been me? The sound appeared to have come from without, observed (laughs) one of the courtiers. (laughs) I fancy it was
0: the parrot at the window, wetting his bill upon the cage wires. Like they literally can't tell what the sound even was. They can't even tell where it's coming from. <laughs> it's like, I i think it was an alarm clock <laughs> come from the bowels of the castle or perhaps the tweeting of a bird.
1: True, <laughs> replied the monarch, as if much relieved by the suggestion. But on the honor of a knight, I could have sworn
0: it was the <laughs> gritting of this vagabond's teeth. Hereupon the dwarf laughed. The king was too confirmed a joker to object to anyone's laughing. <laughs> so he's like, he's fucking pissed. He's like, I'm he so thinks, funny. He this is thinks a joke. that somebody's like fucking with him. He thinks it was the dwarf. The dwarf stops laughing. He's like, well, I can't begrudge a man is laughing because that is how much I love joking. <laughs>
1: he's like, look, a joke is a joke, and I understand if you got, I got a laugh.
0: Yeah, let it go, let it go and displayed a set of large, powerful, and very repulsive teeth. Nice. Moreover, he avowed his perfect willingness to swallow as much wine as desired. The monarch was pacified, and having drained another bumper with no very perceptible ill effect, Hopfrog entered at once and whispered into the plans for the masquerade. Hmm. (laughs) Somebody's into it. I cannot tell what the asso- what was the association of idea observed he very tranquilly and as if he had never tasted wine in his life but just after your majesty had struck the girl and thrown the wine in her face just after your majesty had done this and while the parrot was making that odd noise outside the window there came into my mind a capital diversion one of my own country frolics, often enacted among us at our masquerades, but here it will be new altogether. Unfortunately, however, it requires a company of eight persons, and here we are, cried oh oh, right, no. the king, laughing at his acute discovery of I'm the I'm him, like, clapping his hands. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Eighth to a fraction, and I my seven-minute Come, what is the diversion? <laughs> We call it, replied the cripple, the eight-chained a tangs. and I would just I'm like sorry, to say, on. as Lindsay, that this is spelled O-U-R-A-N-G dash O-U-T-A-N-G-S, orang Wu tangs. Orang Wu Tangs. <laughs> also, okay, the eight
1: chained orangutans, this motherfucker is gonna make a so do a human center. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like,
0: we're gonna do eight chained orangutans. It's gonna be really fun. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Okay, you're listening to gonna my like, big hole. Yeah. So uh just line up <laughs> on your hands and knees. I'm gonna be first. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it really is excellent sport, if well enacted. We will enact it. Remarked the king, drawing himself up and lowering his eyelids. The beauty of the game, continued Hopfrog, lies in the fright it occasions among the women. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this story just got so good. Oh, no. Capital, roared in chorus the monarch and his ministry. I will equip you as orangutans, proceeded the dwarf all that to me the resemblance shall be so striking that the company of masqueraders will take you for real beasts and of course they will be as much terrified as astonished oh this is exquisite exclaimed excla- <laughs> fucking myself over mm-hmm. exclaimed the king hop frog, i will make a man of you What the fuck does that even mean? The chains are for the purpose of increasing the confusion by their jangling. You're supposed to have escaped en masse from your keepers. Your majesty cannot conceive the effect produced at a masquerade by eight chained orangutans imagined to be real ones by most of the company. And rushing in with savage cries among the crowd of delicately and gorgeously habited men and women, the contrast is inimitable.
1: So, like, a really fun part of this is, like, when they're attacking
0: you, like, just, like, commit. Commit to the the bit. Yeah. So the best part about it, I think, is uh, the contrast Mm -hmm. between uh, the normal, like, prettiness of them. And then just, like, the horrifying, just, like, jailed appearance of you Mm -hmm. uh, in which you are jailed. And, like...
1: This is it's just really for the look, so like it's fun. just to commit it. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. these chains will yeah, be yeah, real. Yeah.
0: Don't freak out. Yeah, don't freak out. I will be locking them <laughs> and I will hold the key. I'll, also, I, I can't stress enough that like you will literally look like orangutans and no one will be able to tell you're the king. And like, Go like I'm going to say, Go say something me. like Go really me. fun. Like,
1: mm-hmm. like when you guys come in, I'm going to be like, help the orangutans have
0: escaped. Like, kill them. Like, oh, quick, help me wrangle them so that we can kill them. And, like, you
1: should just, like, act just really like, fucking
0: crazy. Yeah, just, like, start throwing your own shit. Yeah, like, just, just like, throw like, your own if shit. If you don't have to shit, like, you have like, to make it work. Yeah, just find some mud. Just, like, push really hard. Find some mud and yell, this is my shit. Yeah. And then throw it at people. Yeah. And they'll be like, why is that orangutan talking? But it's going to be so crazy that they won't it's care. It's going to be so much chaos. So they'll much chaos, Just it. chaos, chaos. It must be, said the king. And the council arose hurriedly, at, as it was growing late, to put in the execution of the scheme of hot frog. His mode of equipping the party as orangutans was very simple, but effective enough for his purposes. The animals in question had, at the epoch of my story, very rarely been seen in any part of the civilized world. Fuck you. And as the Mm. imitations made by the dwarf were sufficiently beast-like and more than sufficiently hideous, their truthfulness to nature was thus thought to be secured. The king and his ministers were first encased in tight-fitting stockinette shirts and drawers. They were then saturated with tar.
1: Okay, Like an what? orangutan is. I'm sorry. I'm yes, having a what? fucking panic attack huh? with how, how hot
0: they Why? must
1: be feeling. Like, this
0: is horrible. <laughs> and then he threw feathers on them. Like, this is just so, like. Also, then he tied their hands and ankles to a large stick. He, um, he put their feet in concrete and shoved them in the ocean. Yeah. And then just, like, this super fun thing. Like, he brought out crosses he'd made of wood. And then he just, like, nailed their palms to them. And then, like, found their feet it was, at the bottom. It was just, like, really fun. It was just, like, such a good costume. <laughs> At this stage of the process, someone of the party suggested feathers. Are you fucking kidding me? What they do not know what orangutans look like. Orangutans, they don't look, have like Th- orangutans they look, look like chickens. Th- orangutans they look, look like chickens. <laughs> um, oh no, oh. this is a good suggestion. Thank you, three listeners. Yes, thank you. But the suggestion was at once overruled by the dwarf, who soon convinced the eight by ocular demonstration that the hair of such a brute as the orangutan was much more efficiently represented by flax. True. True. A thick coating of the ladder was accordingly plastered upon the coating of tar. A long chain... Yeah, like, for real, tar is hot. Yeah. What in God's name? Also, like, this is taking so long. Like, the party has already started. Yes. Also, imagine trying to get tar off of you. You can't. You can't. First, it was passed about the waist of the king and tied, then about another of the party, and also tied, then about all successively in the same manner. When this chaining arrangement was complete, and the party stood as far apart from each other as possible, they formed a circle. And to make all things appear natural, Hopfrog passed the residue of the chain in two diameters, at right angles, across the circle, after the fashion adopted at the present day by those who capture chimpanzees or other large apes in Borneo. He is like... (laughs)
1: making a cat's cradle of this chain.
0: (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) This is crazy. The grand saloon in which the masquerade was to take place was a circular room, very lofty, and receiving the light of the sun only through a single window at the top. At night, the season for which the apartment was especially designed, it was illuminated principally by a large chandelier, depending by a chain from the center of the skylight, and lowered or elevated by means of a counterbalance as usual. But in order not to look unsightly, this ladder passed outside the cupola and over the roof. <laughs> oh my God. Is he going to fucking hang them like chimps? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. The arrangements of their He's room, really good at climbing, too. He's so good at climbing because of his strong door farms, which is like an okay thing to say.
1: <laughs> Wait, is hanging, like how, how, hang them like chimps, is that how they, like by their wrists or something? Is that how you... Kill, no, I, th- I think Kill that
0: m- chimpanzees? I'm guessing he's just going to do it. You know,
1: one time when I was a little kid and I'm mm-hmm. still scarred. I killed a chimpanzee. I killed a chimpanzee.
0: <laughs> I killed a ch- chimpanzee.
1: <laughs> chimpanzee. Um, <laughs> no, I was in a museum and they were having a photography exhibition. And one of them was like a photographer that had taken pictures of like poachers and like what they'd done. Mm. And it was like a photo of a dead family of chimpanzees. <gasps> And I remember, no. like, like seeing that and being like wanting to vomit. And I, I still can see it so clearly in my mind today,
0: and it, it was like fifteen years ago. I would no, love... oh god, more twenty years ago. That's horrifying. Yeah, And I would love nothing more than to hold a little baby chimp and have that chimp like gently grab onto my yeah. finger with his little hand. I want him to um, uh, be playing with a rattle. Oh, <laughs> so cute! So cute. The arrangements of the room had been left to Troppetta's superintendence, but in some particulars, it seems, she had been guided by the calmer judgment of her friend, the dwarf. At his suggestion, it was that, on this occasion, the chandelier was removed. Its waxen drippings, which in weather so warm was quite impossible to prevent, would have been seriously detrimental to the rich dresses of the guests, who, on account of the crowded state of the saloon, could not all be expected to keep from out its center. That is to say, from under the chandelier, additional sconces were set in various parts of the hall. Out from the war, and a flambeau emitting sweet odor was placed in the right hand of each of the curateeds that stood against the wall. Some fifty or sixty altogether. The eight orang utangs, <laughs> taking Hop Frog's advice. What's crazy is that he like his thing. It's referred to as orang utangs, mm-hmm. but like. Chimpanzees, totally normal. That's weird. Whatever. The eight orangutangs, taking hot frog's advice, waited patiently until midnight when the room was thoroughly filled with masqueraders before making their appearance. No sooner had the clock ceased striking, however, than they rushed or rather rolled in. (laughs) Because they're fat. fat. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. funny. Not not offensive at all. Altogether, for the impediments of their chains caused most of the party to fall and all to stumble as they entered. The excitement among the masqueraders was prodigious and filled the heart of the king with glee. As had been anticipated, there were not a few of the guests who supposed the ferocious-looking creatures to be beasts of some kind in reality, if not precisely orang-utangs. Many of the women swooned with affright, and had not the king taken the precaution to exclude all weapons from the saloon. His party might have soon expediated their frolic in their blood. As it was, a general rush was made for the doors, but the king had ordered them to be locked immediately upon what? his entrance. What? This is not a joke. Oh, shit. This could be a fucking this is saw. blood bath stampede. <laughs> yes, this is, it's be, saw. This is this like this is a saw. kingdom-wide saw. <laughs> <laughs> this is like saw mixed with that part in Lion King where the dad dies. <laughs> And at the dwarf's suggestion, the keys had been deposited with him. Mm, yeah, I get it, Hopfrog. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. While yeah, the yeah, tumult yeah, yeah. was at
0: its height, and each masquerader attentive only to his own safety, for in fact, while there was much real danger from the pressure of the excited crowd, the chain by which the chandelier ordinarily hung and which had been drawn up on its removal might have been seen very gradually to descend until its hooked extremity came within three feet of the floor. Soon after this, the king and his seven friends, having reeled about the hall in all directions, found themselves at length in its center and, of course, in immediate contact with the chain. While they were thus situated, the dwarf, who had followed noiselessly at their heels, inciting them to keep up the commotion, took hold of their own chain at the intersection of the <gasps> two portions which crossed the circle diametrically oh, and at right angles. Oh, hmm Here we go. Here we go, here we go. Here, with the rapidity of thought... He inserted the hook from which the chandelier had been wont to depend, (gasps) and in an instant by some unseen agency, the chandelier chain was drawn so far upward as to take the hook out of reach and, as an inevitable consequence, to drag the orangutans together in close connection and face-to-face. Their butts are out. (laughs) Face-to-face. They're all face-to-face, but their butts are out to the world. Their little butts are out to the world. Their butts are out. The masqueraders by this time had recovered in some measure from their alarm and beginning to regard the whole matter as a well-contrived pleasantry. Okay, so he didn't hang them. Well, dang. Like, I was hoping, you know what, now this
1: is going to turn into like
0: an Eyes Wide Shut party. Kill that cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, their butts are out. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, give me my cat nine get tails. my mask on. No one can know who I am, so I can do whatever. <laughs> it's do like whatever. the purge, but not killing. <laughs> it's the purge, but sex. It's the purge, but fucking... <laughs> blah 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 and beginning to regard the whole matter as a well-contrived pleasantry set up a loud shout of laughter at the predicament of the apes i <laughs> mean leave them to me now screamed top frog his shrill voice making itself easily heard all through all the din leave them to me i fancy i know them if i can only get a good look at them i can soon tell who they are here scrambling over the heads of the crowd he managed to get to the wall when, seizing a flambeau from one of the carried, carried uh, deeds, he returned as he went to the center of the room, leaping with the agility of a monkey upon the king's head, and thence clambered a few feet up the chain, holding down the torch to examine the group of ourang utangs, and still screaming, I shall soon find out who they are! And now, while the whole assembly, the apes included, were convulsed with laughter, the jester suddenly uttered a shrill whistle. When the chain flew violently up for about thirty feet, there you go, there we go, dragging with it the dismayed and struggling orangutangs and leaving them suspended in midair between the skylight and the floor. Hopfrog, clinging to the chain as it rose, still maintained his relative position in respect to the eight maskers, and still, as if nothing were the matter, continued to thrust his torch down toward them as though endeavoring to discover who they were. So thoroughly astonished was the whole company at this ascent that a dead silence of about a minute's duration ensued. It was broken by just such a low, harsh grating sound as had before attracted the attention of the king and his counselors when the former threw the wine in the face of Trippetta. But on the present occasion, there could be no question as to whence the sound issued. It came from the fang-like teeth of the dwarf who ground them and gnashed them as he foamed at the mouth. What? What?! and glared what? with an expression of maniacal rage yeah into the upturned countenances of the king and his seven companions aha said at length the infuriated gesture aha i begin to see who these people are now here pretending to scrutinize the king more closely he held the flambeau to the flaxen coat which <gasps> enveloped him He's and them on fire. which them on fire. instantly burst into yes! a sheet oh of God! vivid flame do oh my it. God! Do it, oh Hobrag! In less than half a minute, Diddle-dee. Diddle-dee. The whole, <laughs> <Diddle-dee>. <laughs> in less than half a minute the whole eight orangutans were blazing fiercely amid the shrieks of the multitude who gazed at them from below, horror stricken and without the power to render them the slightest assistance. This is like the best post story. This is the best post story Why ever do we ever. not know it? At length, the flames suddenly increasing in virulence. Virulence, yeah. Forced the gesture to climb, stir to climb higher up the chain to be out of their reach. And as he made this movement, the crowd again sank, for a brief instant, into silence. The dwarf seized his opportunity and once more spoke. "I now see distinctly," he said, "what manner of these manner of people these maskers are. They are a great king and his seven privy counselors a king who does not scruple to strike a defenseless girl and his seven counselors who abet him in the outrage. As for myself, I am simply Hopfrog the Jester, and this is my last jest. It's such a good one. It's so funny. And they're like, oh. And and everyone's like, oh. (laughs) And everyone on fire is like, what a good practical joke. (laughs) Owing to the high combustibility of both the flax and the tar to which it adhered, The dwarf had scarcely made an end of his brief speech before the work of vengeance was complete. The eight corpses swung in their chains, a fetid, blackened, hideous, and indistinguishable mass. The cripple hurled his torch at them, clambered leisurely to the ceiling, and disappeared through the skylight. It is supposed that Trippetta, stationed on the roof of the saloon, had been the accomplice of her friend in his fiery revenge. And that together they effected their escape to their own country. For neither was seen again. Yeah, fuck yeah! This is some Kingslayer shit. King. Love Kill that Matt king. Oh, that was good. That was juicy. That was a good. Story. That was a really good story. That's easily the best post story I've ever read. Yeah, for that was sure. The most interesting, like action-oriented post story. Why are we always talking about like Black Cat or? Cask of Montiato or what's the big one? Telltale heart Do not ask for whom the bell tolls, right? No. Or, that's, that's not who is that? No. Nope. Who's that? Is that? Is, uh, Another that's man. a poem and then became a Hemingway title.
1: That's what it is. Okay. Oh, it's not Poe. It's Hemingway. Oh, it's not Poe. It's a poem that then became a <laughs> Hemingway story. Uh uh Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good shit. This was really good. Oh yeah. You see what happens mm. when Brett doesn't choose the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett's gonna Thank like Thank you for producing this
1: show, Brett. <laughs> Brett's gonna like uh make us wear like fun costumes for this Halloween and then light us on fire. <laughs> we will have had it coming. Yeah, and we'll
0: be like, you know what? That's mm-hmm. a funny you joke. Know what? That's Fair. a very funny this joke. This is super funny. This is <laughs> and, really funny like if you're laughing. I can't begrudge you that laugh. You know what? No matter Perhaps. what's causing it. <laughs> uh Wow. This is a great yeah. story. Thank, Thank you, you guys. listeners. Thank you, listeners, for suggesting.
1: Um, if you want to suggest a story for us, you can go to our Twitter. We have a link to our form,
0: which you can suggest uh, short stories to us. Um, uh, that is pinned to the top of our profile page. Just remember that it has to be in the public domain, nothing that is under current copyright. And nothing too long. And um, about, like, what, 20 20- or ten well, pages, fourteen or less. I would say 14 nothing. Or less. Nothing okay. over four. Like fourteen is long. Something so that's like 12 nicely twelve or split shorter between three people.
1: Yeah, this was great. This was about five pages. In case you guys are wondering, it was perfect. I'd say ten pages and under is sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go as high as fourteen, if. If it's worth it. it. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thank you, guys. Also, if you want to help out the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us uh, a rating and write a review. That would be very helpful. And recommend us to your friends. Yes. Let everybody know. Bosses, coworkers, mothers, daughters, sisters, brothers, fathers, uncles. Enemies. Enemies. Definitely enemies. People that you like um
1: if you saw them in public like you know them well enough that you could say hi but you don't know them well enough that you want to yeah so you kind of just both pretend that you don't see each other even though you're literally five feet away from each other that person for that sure. person tell them tell them tell all of those people yeah yeah um thank you guys so much for listening um we will hang out with you guys next week oh actually we're at public domain pod on all social media so if you want to find us anywhere yes. uh that's what that is
0: yeah Hey. Oh, I wanted to do a quick, just like shout out, please by all means. Um, I wanted to shout out some of our listeners. So, um, we looked into our data. Uh, so we would like to shout out our one listener in Ecuador, yes. our one listener in Germany, yes. our one listener in Norway, our one listener in Barbados, and our one listener in Israel. If you reside in that country. You are it.
1: You're it. That's You're you. are listener, and so and we're we love you. We and love thank you. Thank you.
0: Also, these next one, two people: Croatia, India, Italy, Mexico, Netherlands, Poland, Turkey, Austria, Brazil, Denmark, and Spain. There are two of you. Find each other. Be friends.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a missed opportunity for a for a real moment for Definitely. you
0: guys. Yeah, seek each other
1: out. Once well, they already know each other. <laughs> Their enemies. That would be. There are those people that, oh, that those pretend people not to street. see. Yeah, they pretend not to see each other. Aww. Thank well, you for
0: t- doing that. Before thanks, we suggested yeah, thanks it. Thanks for telling each other. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we'll
1: hang out with you guys next week. Uh, thanks for it all.
0: Because <laughs> I wanted, it, I, I, you always say it. And uh, I, I was want gonna you to leave it to you. Really? To say it. Okay. So, uh, Rubash Sarah catchphrase. We don't know if you know that it's a cute thing that we did. Yeah. And it's short for literature. Here it comes. Keep it lit. Forever
1: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.